Dear Moonla, you are listening to Kao Karma EV, Kao Karma, the English version. Kao Karma is a podcast about the representation of the Caribbean in cinema and television. I'm your host, Patra M, and get ready to celebrate Caribbean culture with me. So we are back for episode 10. This is part one. How have you been? I know I said I'd be back in June and this is July, but so many things happened. First of all, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. So that's one thing. And I also got different opportunities to expand the spectrum of Karukaramo. In May, I was a media partner for the first Conchelle International Film Festival. I moderated a panel in English for the first time. The panel was called Caribbean Films and Language, Strategies to Highlight Authentic Narratives in a Multilingual Setting. You can watch the replay for less than $1. Please go check it out. Share it with your family, with your friends. Caribbean cinema already exists, but it needs us the audience to start thriving. So that was in May. In June, it was the hashtag with Caribbean month. So you can check out my Instagram for a quick recap of what I read. I thought I could speed read my way through my hashtag Condé challenge, but Maris Condé isn't the kind of author you can just read back to back. The issues, the things she talks about are so deep and it makes me think so hard. I always need a moment to get myself together after I'm done reading one of her books. So yeah, that took some time. And then in July, I got the opportunity to work on two brand new projects. One, it's about Caribbean cinema and the other one, it's about um, Caribbean literature. I'm still putting everything together, but make sure to subscribe to my newsletter so you can get the update because... Yeah, it's going to be great. I feel it. And um, I'm also working on two new ebooks. So yeah, I've been busy, but I really want to finish season two before the end of August so we can start fresh in September. So I'm going to release episodes twice a week, one on Sundays and one on Wednesdays. Again, make sure to subscribe to my newsletter or to my social media pages at Karakaramo on Instagram, Twitter. I'm on Facebook, but I don't really use Facebook, but I'm on Facebook too, so you don't miss a thing. So what are we going to talk about in this episode 10? This film is an adaptation from a book that I heard about during the hashtag with Caribbean month in 2020. I was looking to read more Caribbean classics and if you don't know by now, I'm specialized in the representation of youth. So this book was exactly the kind of content I was looking for. We're going to talk about Green Days by the River. It's time for the Yekrik. In the 
Il y a écrit qui craque à tell you the plot of the film. Green Days by the River is a film from Trinidad and Tobago. It was directed by Michael Mulida and it was released in 2017. It received the Public Choice Award and the Best Film Award at the Trinidad and Tobago Film Festival in 2017. It also won the Carmichael Award for Outstanding Storytelling at the Barbados Independent Film Festival. It's an adaptation of the novel Green Days by the River, written by Michael Anthony and released in 1967. You can stream the film on Vimeo and on storyplay.tv. Here's the summary on the Vimeo page. Set in 1952, the story centers on the 15-year-old boy Shelley, whose poor but closely knit family has recently relocated to a village in the Mayaro region of Trinidad, with his father seriously ill. Shelley acquires a surrogate father figure in the wealthy plantation owner, Mr. Gadari, and he finds himself torn between Gadari's seductive half-Indian daughter, Rosalie, and more down-to-earth charms of out-of-town girl Joan. But does Shelley really have a choice or has a trap been laid for him from the very beginning? Just a quick note, if you check out the summary on IMDb, it says that the story is set in 1954, but the film is really set in 1952. Now, I'm going to read you the summary on the Wikipedia page and you'll see how important the choice of words is when you describe a Caribbean character. Set in 1952 Trinidad, the film follows Shell, an ambitious African village boy struggling with poverty, and his sick father finds solace in a wealthy Indian farmer, Mr. Gudari, and his captivating daughter, until he falls for a city girl and discovers the scheming entrapment of his solace that will shatter his love life and manhood. Did you notice the difference in the way the ethnicity of each character is presented? In the official plot, there is no indication that Shelley is Afro-Caribbean. You need to see the film poster to know he is a dark-skinned boy. On the contrary, the Wikipedia summary describes Shelley as an ambitious African village boy. So, so me, when I read... African village boy, I understand a boy who was born in Africa and immigrated to Trinidad and that's something that could have happened in Guadeloupe. As I was working on this episode, I was reading Last of the African Kings by Marie Condé for my hashtag Condé challenge and the story is set in Guadeloupe around that time, you know, around the 50s. 60s and uh, yeah african isn't a synonym of afro-caribbean in the short summary of the novel shelley is described as trinidadian so does it mean as a reader i should just assume that trinidadian means black i don't know as for mr Gidari, i don't know if his name sounds indian you tell me but Technically, in the official plot, there's no mention of his ethnicity until Rosalie is mentioned and described as half Indian. Half Indian and half what? We don't know. In the Wikipedia summary, Mr. Gideri is a wealthy Indian farmer. Rosalie isn't even named. 
she's just the captivating daughter. So should I assume that she's fully Indian? And same goes for Joan. In the official summary, we don't know if she's black. I mean, Afro-Caribbean. She's described as out-of-city Joan. In the Wikipedia summary, she's just a city girl. Let the record show. I disagree with the Wikipedia summary. So, we're going to go with the official summary, but it was important to me to bring up the differences because they influence the perceptions and the expectations we may have going into this film. Besides, the race issue is essential to the story, and this is what we'll discuss in this episode. The representation of Caribbean youth and the representation of the Indian community as a part of the Caribbean community. What does it mean to be a teenager in Trinidad and Tobago in the 50s? What are the rites of passage to become an adult when you're a teenager growing up in the Caribbean back then? And my second question is, how can the Caribbean identity be defined through the prism of Indianness? This is what we'll talk about in the Caribbean Connections. Thank you for listening. Make sure to subscribe to my newsletter. For more Caribbean films, books, and music reviews, check out my website, carocaramon.com. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at carocaramon. If you want the podcast to get more visibility, you can give me five stars on Apple Podcasts. Let me know if you enjoyed this episode. See you à dans le soleil. Ciao, bye.